That's the, the ASMR is for our OnlyFans page. If you pay five dollars, you can hear we it. We should we should start a Patreon. Oh, Jacob Toppin did have a good dunk. No, he didn't. Yeah, you bring, <laughs> bring that one to the to the conversation. <laughs> Welcome to the Four Point Play, presented by Empty Cubicle, a special all-star weekend wrap-up edition of the podcast, uh, where we talk about the NBA. I'm Jordan, and with me, as always, if I see him in person, I'm going to greet him Luca-style. Full-on reverse Key and Peel Obama greeting his AIDS sketch style. It's Chad. Hi, Gene. <laughs> and he'll he'll lick your ear back. He will. Oh, we've... he's done it before, and he'll do it again. Not the first time. Uh, next, he's dribbling the ball off of his foot and out of bounds during the skills competition. <laughs> it's Nate. What, what, baby? And last but not least, he's gonna make every one of his takes left-handed tonight. It's Steven. Oh, so easy. I forgot. I realized you're left-handed as I was saying it. <laughs> Ouch! So, man, blew that one. Gonna have some boring takes tonight. <laughs> this is the four-point play, and you can reach us via email at emptycubiclegames. Uh, emptycubiclegames at gmail dot com is the email you can send uh, any of your takes or opinions or questions to. Um, we're going to start going over them kind of on a weekly basis uh, as we get them. So do that and visit our website, emptycubiclegames.com. Send us yeah, your stuff. If you, if you can't remember. Send us nope, your nope, stuff. No, nope, stop it. No. And if you can't remember the email, there's a contact page right there on the website. Sure is. You just push a little button. You don't have to type your email in or anything. It's great. Um, Let's dive into some uh, just some general... All-Star Weekend Wrap-Up Roundup. Uh, let's talk first. Let's, I, I guess we could go in chronological order. So, Rising Stars Challenge. Uh, it's They've changed it into this, you know, kind of four-team mini-tournament format. <clears throat> um, I think the big thing, the big interesting thing was the upset, surprise upset. Team Detlef knocking off the... Um, clear favorite team pal. Uh, any thoughts? Let's go. Let's go to Nate first. Any thoughts on your guy? Right, your guy Wimbenyama. Yeah, not making it out of the first round. He he was looking like the best player on the court, but they definitely were not playing uh, at the height of their abilities. Um, Wemby was was doing a bunch of stuff. He tried to uh, dribble between somebody's legs and lost it out of bounds um he tried to do a behind the back pass and it uh he didn't see that the two defenders um between him and his target uh, had closed the gap so it bounced right right off of him and it looked like he just lost control of the ball but um as they as they got down later in the game they they started to pick it up started to play some actual defense he got a like three blocks in in two minutes, um, trying to prevent Team Detlef from from winning, but uh, they just had dug themselves too much of a hole. So 
it was pretty lackadaisical at the beginning. People were showing off, doing the like being all stars and doing their thing. But, Classic. Um, yeah, I I wasn't I wasn't surprised from how the game started. Steven, talk Yo. a little bit about. So we've talked about this a little, I guess, but Team Detlef is made up of all um, G League players, uh, and I think were there international? Play- I think it's just G League players, right? So just all G League players on Team Detlef. So kind of a surprise that they're able to get a win off of these uh, up and coming NBA players. So what do you think of that? Do you think that gives the uh, the G League a little bit more? Um, I don't know what the word is. Credibility. Credence? Credibility. Sure. Clout. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It seems Clout? like uh, too early to decide that like to see them be competitive multiple times, but also is it just a matter of having something to prove? Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Like that's what, if I was in the G league and I was matched up against NBA rising stars, I'd be like, okay, well, this is dumb. I'm going to try and win. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. They were definitely trying harder and, uh, and maybe don't get, um, wiped out in the, in the championship game. Well, yeah, they got. They, how many teams had multiple Thunder players on? I'm just saying. No <laughs> one else stood a chance. I I do agree with Steven, though. I think those guys in the G League they're playing for their jobs, right? Well, the yeah. Rising Stars aren't, so they already have contracts and stuff. So if you're playing for your job, if you can do something special on a the huge stage, um, they're definitely motivated. Yeah. That, uh, it makes sense that they're, they're kind of out there. They want to look good. And these other guys can kind of mess around a little bit because they're already established, even though they call it the rising stars game. Like realistically, most of those guys are pretty established players, right? Like even the rookie guys who were in that game, it's like, yeah, they're not like, they're not going anywhere really. I don't think, um, Although it was it was Anyways. more entertaining than the actual All Star game, so oh boy, yeah, yeah. Let's just jump right in. Let's dive right into that. The All Star game. Um, watched a. I watched some of it. I did not watch all of it because I didn't care to subject myself to all of it. Um, <clears throat> man, just like uh. We've never, I don't know, we're never going to have a better game than, was it, was 2020 the year that they first did the the target score and the captains and like, it was uh, such a competitive ending, an exciting ending, but this was real, uh, just a ton of messing around, which, you know, we've gotten used to that, but to a degree where it was wasn't really fun to watch i didn't think did what did you guys think of that uh that's that's the way it's been for forever as long as i remember it's not fun to watch what were you gonna say chad i think it i think this one was obviously the worst right i mean they were going for the the points record but it was not even an attempt to play any defense um and i think so i saw a cool stat um that showed fouls committed in the all-star game over the years to kind of show how less competitive it's been. So like in 1993, 
they had 62 fouls committed in the All-Star game. Um, and then by <laughs> 10 years later, by 2003, um, it had been cut in half into the 30s. Um, by now, it's like, in I think this last game, there was, there was three called. <laughs> three. In the, yeah. yeah, because they're not yeah. even... They're not even trying to play defense at that point, right? It's all just a joke for everybody. So um, I think it has gotten worse over the years. Um, obviously, we see LeBron's comments of the whole purpose is not to get hurt, right? It's kind of those the player's goal these days. So, you know. Sure. Fine. That's fine, I guess. How Do we – do this? I didn't look this up, I guess. But do we have any, like – lists of injuries in the all-star game like i did i did a very quick search um nothing exact exhaustive but i couldn't really find anything major so that's kind of like a i get that part of that is they haven't been trying you know so but they had that again seriously they had that really good game where there was more on the line i felt like they really played well i think that was 2020 but Anyways, <clears throat> there was some noise, um, an unconfirmed report, rumors that the players have had discussions amongst themselves about uh, they should be paid for the All-Star game. Um, I, they are paid. Uh, they're All-Stars, right? It's in their contract. They make more money if they're an All-Star. Sure, some of them do, yeah. I So I... I was a little bit hesitant on that. I so I think the um creating some sort of tournament style thing that gives you an award of a financial award is interesting, but at the same time like I don't know that they, they don't I don't think they need to be incentivized with money to play this like goofy exhibition game. I don't know. Um Nate, what do you, what do you think of the of that? Did you see that report? I guess about people saying they should get paid. Yeah, about they had they've talked amongst themselves about it. Um, I didn't I didn't see that report, but that's what most of the analysts are talking about how to how to try to fix this. But I don't yeah. think there there is any fixing it at all. Um, one of one of the things um that Stephen A. Smith suggested was getting the old guys out of there. They've already proved themselves and and been all-stars. He just wants the the young blood in there. Get get Ant and Halliburton in there with with all of their peers um cuz cuz if they're playing with their peers it's all it's all led by the older NBA guys. The the younger guys are going to take their cues from from them and if they're just messing around, they aren't trying What's the point of the young guys trying? Like Ant w- said, he he was going to shoot everything left-handed. Uh, that's not competitive. So, mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah, you got you just have to get the new guys in there who have something to prove, who are going to be somewhat competitive. They don't want to look like fools, um, just like this year. But again, it's not it's not going to be a full-on playoff-style competition. You just they play harder during the summer while they're training than they do there during this game and they aren't getting hurt there. So. Yeah. And I guess that's, go ahead. Oh, it did crack me up that Jordan predicted that Ant was going to score the most points 
And then because <laughs> of his like Mamba mentality and like he's kind of like MJ. And he was the one who seemed to take it the most lax out of everyone. He took the cues and was like, yep, I don't care at all about this game. He took the least shots he, out of, I think, anybody or maybe just on his team. He only took three shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was not trying. No. You know who was he trying? The non-trier really himself, Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. You know, the thing about Carl Anthony Towns that's interesting is in these all-star events, he always tries. I think he has like, it's like a, I don't know. He thinks there's some, uh, there's some award. I, I don't know. I guess he just wants to not look like a fool, which, uh, you think like, like Nate said, the whole thing. Now these guys, whole mentalities, you don't want to get memed. You don't want to do something foolish. You don't want to miss a dunk in the dunk contest. Uh, you know, all those things. And uh, yet, they're going out there and like Luca's chucking the ball from three quarters court for no reason. Yeah. Did um, you see how many layups people missed? Yep. Not a missed layup. Did you see how many jo- Jokic with the went up for the reverse dunk oh. at the to end of the game and just whiffed everything? Did you see how many yeah. people got rim checked out looping themselves off the backboard? Right. I think just one actually, just, and it was just it Luca. Was Luca. It was it was LeBron. Oh, it was <laughs> LeBron just missed and then, everything. Uh, immediately <laughs> after that, that one was off. was Dame hitting like that half court shot, like off of the rebound from Luca missing. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. maybe the best, the best, my favorite part of the night. Let's talk about. Uh, so <clears throat> I like Giannis. I like a lot of what Giannis does, but Giannis kind of corny, like with the. So you had the whole ball thing, right? The whole ball in Indiana thing. Um, but then during the game, I don't know if you guys caught it. There was a point. So Halliburton and Dame were lighting it up, right? Both of them shooting lights out. There was a point where they went to East went to inbound the ball and Giannis like stood in front of Halliburton and pointed to Dame like to redirect the inbound pass <laughs> to Dame. And he's like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I get that you're like helping out your your teammate or whatever, but that is just kind of corny. <clears throat> so, then, um, so then who do we think should have got the MVP? Definitely Halliburton. Uh, so I think I think that Halliburton should have gotten it. Um, but then, based, then like, I statistically, the <laughs> I think statistically it's not. It's not bad to to have given it to Dame. Um, obviously, he had like a crazy shooting performance. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I would have given it to Halliburton. It was close enough, right? Yeah, he had that one stretch where he made five in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, he was. It was. It's, 10 not, for 14. it's not bad. Sorry, what? <laughs> he was ten for fourteen from three. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah, it was it's crazy. Nuts. It was nuts. Yeah. Uh, in terms of fixing the All Star game, what if there's, what if you go back to the pot of money scenario, but uh, there's like levels, so like there's only a certain amount of money, and each quarter it gets parceled out to the to the winning teams or whatever. But if you give up a certain amount of points, then money gets dropped from the pool. Interesting. So you're like, oh no, I we can't give up you know, 40 points this quarter or whatever, because then that's like a marker and we all lose, we yeah. all lose some money. I wonder, 
I wonder how much they care about the money, I guess, at that level. Like, I, so the in-season tournament, obviously successful because LeBron took it seriously. Uh, Ooh, good at least partially that way. <laughs> at least, at least partially, but do how much of that was like, he wants to win the first one. How much of it was he wants to win money for his guys on his team who have no money? Uh, like at, at some level, isn't it going to be like, those guys aren't going to care. Like this is all all stars. They're all guys who are making millions of dollars. Do they care to play for like some small pot of money? Well, uh, Austin Rivers said the it would have to be a million dollars each, um, for for the winning team. Yeah, see, that's crazy. I think I don't know if they, I don't know if they would put that up. Um, let's. Uh, I had one other thing to say about the All Star Game itself. I think, but I'm not coming up with it. So we'll just uh, we'll jump to a different um part of the weekend that is also kind of uh flawed the dunk contest um we're gonna so we're crapping on stuff right now but i promise there's stuff about the all-star weekend that i liked and we'll get to that uh but the dunk contest so obviously there's a there's a real um storyline of the dunk contest is ruined it hasn't been good since um since levine and gordon went at it um you know that's what six to eight years ago now i can't remember exactly but um it hasn't been good since then you've got mac mcclung repeating his dunks were good i thought i thought he had good dunks um let's let's take a minute and i'll start with you chad what what was your favorite or least favorite part of the dunk contest oh man i have one for both I think the the nice. my favorite dunk dunk was McClung's first dunk, where he caught the ball and threw it to himself. Um, yeah, when he jumped sweet. over the guy, caught the ball. I mean, that's where I know there's been a lot of talk online about how the judges made no sense in their scoring this year. Um, people were saying that was one of the best dunks we've year. seen in years. And this year, and they gave it like a forty. One guy gave it a forty six. Um, but I thought that was really awesome, really creative. I thought the worst dunk was Brown's dunk. When he brought out an influencer <laughs> to sit in a chair and jumped over and dunked it, I think every player Kai? in the NBA could do it. I when I saw that, <laughs> I was like, "This influencer had to have paid him, right, to be like, include me in the dunk contest. I'll pay you. We'll make money off the video or something." Because it makes <laughs> no sense why you would do that dunk. That was so dumb. So, so he's he's pretty he's pretty big online, uh, streaming and. Uh, doing stuff, making videos, and then he was in the celebrity game. So that's, I that's why he was around for that, and that's why he's involved there. I I do think that Jalen knows him. Like Chad, you're forgetting uh, he had Jason Tatum lob it to him. He so wearing that coat. Oh man, wearing that sick coat. Oh man. Yeah, no, that was a rough thing about. I agree with Chad. I think that was my least favorite. It was bad though. Yeah, it, no, it was real bad because for one, Kai is like already he's like five two or something. Like he's super short. So then he sat down and it was like, wait, you're jumping over like toddler height right now. What what are you doing? 
no, you're. I, I'll give so, that to you, Chad. That was a pretty bad. Wasn't one. he also trying to do the whole cover your cover your eyes dunk? That who's the guy that did that? Yeah, so he's he did a lot of tribute dunks. Was but the thing about Jalen? Like, didn't he like dunked it before he covered his face? He like, didn't yes. quite pull it he, off. He, correctly. he didn't quite he didn't get. Right. He didn't quite get. It would have been more interesting, uh, perhaps, if he had. I think it was a D successful. Brown tribute. Oh, yeah, that might be right. That, that one. Um, but yeah, he got booed by the crowd after <laughs> after that sure did. after that one. So that was pretty good stuff. But he almost he also did the the Dominique Wilkins dunk. I thought that one was pretty good. Uh, the the Michael, overall, the Michael Jackson his, dunk where people people say he can't go left. Yes, that wasn't good. That wasn't that great. <laughs> I was disappointed because. <laughs> I think that Jalen Brown in-game dunks are pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, he's so a pretty I was good a, dunker. I was disappointed that he wasn't better. He's not. He's not so much a creative dunker. He's just a power so, dunker. And yeah, that's he's what a he power was guy. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, it was one of those things where I could see what he was doing because part of the the problem with the dunk contest, I think, is that there's a lot of desensitization to like what is impressive um because we've seen you know we've seen a lot of what like a human being is capable of doing like uh, i don't know if there's a lot that someone could do at this point that'd be like oh i didn't know you could do that i didn't know that was possible um and so i think that a lot of it is uh like adding in stuff to make it interesting or create storylines and so I, I think that's what he was going for like doing a lot of uh you know doing a lot of upfront prep work to make the dunk like to explain the dunk i guess which is in hindsight it didn't work well and i didn't enjoy it very much <laughs> i didn't like his dunks uh mcclung i thought did some very good dunks uh like you said chad i I was super impressed with what he was doing. Uh, wait, what do you think, Nate? You're you're a big uh, anti All Star Weekend, anyways. So what what did you did you like any of this dunk contest? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. When you have seven dunks that are people jumping over another person, and only five where they're actually trying to be creative, it really gets boring. And McClung is a, he had three dunks where he was jumping over people. And that, that just doesn't give any real leeway to creativity. Cause you have to, you, you can't do any, any spitting, no three sixties, no one eighties over a person. You just have to get over the person. And then it's all about moving the ball around your body. Um, it's not about aerial acrobatics at that point. Um, so, so, it's super boring for me to watch somebody just dunk over another person. We've done that. Blake did it over a car. Um, I mean, over the hood though. Yeah. But I mean, still (laughs) it's time to, to mix it up, get, get away from dunking over people. So what if you've got hops, you've got, you've got to show off what kind of skill you actually have. That's just, that's just practice jumping. Um, so I I did enjoy one of Jaime Hawkes's dunks where he bounced it to himself, went up, 
basically did a 360 in the air and, and dunked it towards him. And he was, he spun the opposite way of, of the way he was moving. So um, I thought that was being more creative and more impressive than jumping over Buddy. And people, I mean, McClung dunked over Shaq on his fourth dunk. Somebody had already dunked over Shaq. You gotta, I mean, come on. Just yeah, but not as well. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I so I I think I disagree with you, Nate. I thought so in general. I think dunking over a person is um, has gotten a little bit tired. <clears throat> I thought the way McClung did his dunks over people though were uh, interesting. Like he he added in windmills. He added in the on his first one where he like grabbed the ball and then like tossed the ball to himself a little bit. I mean, yeah, that's, on the jump. that's trying, that's trying to be creative. I thought but, that was cool. But again, you aren't, you aren't showing off like what you, what you can do in the air. Like, I mean, Jordan dunking from the free throw line, people hadn't seen that before, um, mm-hmm. you know, running through the air, dunking it. Um, I mean, doing 360 windmills in the air is more impressive to me than just being able to get up over somebody. Yeah, I I think that I agree with you there. Like when you do those acrobatics and and uh, windmills and clutches and uh, reverses and stuff like that, I think that's more impressive than just jumping over something um, in general. But I did enjoy McClung's dunks. Yeah, I think that first one was his. I liked it the best. I think that one where he passed it to himself i don't think it looked yeah it didn't like look super great i guess maybe like live when you slow it down yeah though, it's, it's pretty it impressive pretty cool yeah. yeah that one that one is is impressive because you're adding something else into the dunk that you haven't mm-hmm. seen before yeah i would i'll agree with you i don't i didn't think the shack one was as impressive um i feel like jumping over shack has gotten a little bit boring like they've done that like how many times now has that happened so here's the uh, thing every though if you're single just, dunk contest if you're just trying <laughs> to win and you're like okay Hakez jumped over Shaq and he made it i guess but i can do it better i mean i think that factored in right like oh this guy's shorter and mm-hmm. he was and he was better so it might be boring but also it won him the the dunk contest yep steven yo what was your favorite dunk? Oh, and uh, well, unless unless your favorite was the McClung. Oh yeah, I think my favorite was that where he like where he like let go and and grabbed it again. Yeah, yeah, and then grabbed it. This again. is yeah. gonna be my unpopular opinion. I kind of liked Toppin's three sixty between the legs. That I I would have been more impressed if he uh, went up with just one hand instead of two hands at the rim. Isn't two hands better? Because you have to get higher. Yeah. In theory. It's just, I guess it's a better in, optic. I guess it's a theory, better optic. It, it does look cool. One hand looks cool. Like between the legs, you're just palming the ball up there and slamming it down. But. You know what my favorite part of the dunk contest was? When it was over. Uh, my, <laughs> <laughs> no. My favorite part of the dunk contest was uh, Giannis on the sideline, on the baseline, with his phone recording every single dunk. Uh. I love 
so I, I made fun of Giannis earlier, but I do really enjoy Giannis at All-Star Weekend because I think he's just like having the time of his life. <laughs> uh, just like hanging out, talking to all his friends. He's like, man, I wish my brother was stuff. here. He, I think just he seems like he's having the greatest time. So I, I like that. Yeah. I liked it when they would cut to him. Yeah, he did. He did have some good reactions. Um, Cat, yes. Cat had a co- couple of good reactions to the dunks too. Yeah, he did too. Yeah, that's true. Cat, Cat and Giannis, they seem to have a great time at the dunk contest every year or at the uh, All Star Weekend, just in general. Um, do we? What do? You, what do you guys think about like? Okay, we'll go through it now. So, Stephen A. Smith (laughs) said that LeBron has ruined the dunk contest. LeBron is the one who ruined it. He killed it because he didn't do it. Um, What what do you think of that? What do you make of that? Well, Uh, to to clarify, he didn't mean he didn't do it this year, but he hasn't done it in the past. Right, right. And that's what has ruined it um for years and years now um chad what do you think of that what do you make of that i think the dunks would not be better if lebron or more all-stars did it i don't think that's the case i think some of these other players can dunk just as good as they can uh so if anything it's just the missing star power right um because they recognize that there's no big names doing the contest so it's less, you know, you're not seeing the two best, two favorite players dunking against each other. Obviously, everyone wants wants well-known names to be doing it. So I guess in that sense, yes. But um, in terms of the actual dunks we're getting and the creativity, I, I don't think it actually affected it very much. Nate, what do you think? I think, I think there's some truth to that. Um, LeBron is the biggest name in basketball right now, and... Uh, his not participating in the dunk contest through the years has has really uh, given players the ability to to say no to the dunk contest. It just it just removes the amount of credence that it has, um, and they, you know, who wants to be a fool by missing dunks uh, if they're trying to create new new looks um all the time so i mean really who was who was the last big name that we had in the dunk contest was it was it blake griffin was it levine who i probably levine i think the levine the levine aaron gordon ones were they were at least big enough names yeah and i think their first year they did so they faced off against each other twice right so the first time they did it it was like oh these young guys so it was more like now, I think, where it's like, oh, these are these are names that we know, but they're not like superstars yet. Um, but then the second time they did it, it was like, oh, these guys are like they're known for this. And it's like there was some star power to that. But Well, known known for it. And then the rivalry of having already faced mm-hmm. off against each other. That's that's part of the thing, too, is like Jordan facing off against Magic and um, Dominique and and all those other big names just creating a rivalry for people to to kind of pick their favorites and and see what's going to come um what uh yeah i guess steven what do you make of uh make of it all do you think that the dunk contest is salvageable 
Uh, I think so. I think there's enough people that just like watching dunks, right? Like, I like watching yeah. the highlights of the best ones. I think, like what Chad was saying, I don't know that the dunks themselves will get better with bigger names, but I think there would be more interest. Yeah. Like, even just having Jalen Brown in there was... I was enough more interested to pay attention enough to see if he won or not. Yeah. So or or performed. Yeah, and then I was so upset. But yeah, I I mean I think I think it's a, I think it's fine. I think it's salvageable as you say. It would be cool if there were bigger names in it just to provide more interest, but I I think there's always going to be enough of a fan portion of fans that are interested in that yeah so do you think um uh, do you think now that mcclung has won back-to-backs they have to bring him back next year i think that's only interesting because i don't think anybody's won three dunk contests yeah no i don't i don't think so either so or, there would or be that story can, element yeah who can dethrone the champion i mean is that going to become a, a storyline or yeah, maybe. I think that w- that could be fun. So what if they... Uh, sorry. No, go what ahead. What if they changed it and had like uh, like rounds where there's like, okay, this dunk is like like categories, right? Like an alley-oop or a whatever or yeah. whatever. And so then people have to be creative within those boundaries and then you have to use a teammate on one of them, you know, like something like that. That might be interesting. I... So that rings a bell in my head as if it's something that's happened. But I think that that is, I think they did that in like the 2K games where you were required to do certain kinds of dunks. Uh, but I do think that would be cool. I think adding that into the the contest would make it interesting. Um, Cause then you get like more of a side by side too, like, yeah, like they're all who's, attempting who's similar actually dunks. being more creative. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. makes then, for easier judging, perhaps. Yes. And then you get more of an idea of how the judges are actually doing this rather than, oh, where it's do these numbers numbers. come from? Hopefully Adam Silver listens to this podcast. <laughs> Call him up. Friend of the pod, Adam Silver. <laughs> Give him a ring. Let's move to, to stuff that we liked. Um, so here's something that I really liked. And I think most people liked from what I'm reading. Um, so here's some some numbers, some stats for you. So the, the All-Star Game ratings have plummeted since Michael Jordan's last appearance, uh, 2003. Um, but last year, or this year, the All-Star Saturday night uh, drew the most viewers uh, in four years. So it was the most watched part of the All-Star Game this weekend. Uh, part of the all-star weekend and it was um i from what i understand i read that it peaked during the steph for sabrina shootout um which i really enjoyed i thought that that was really fun i thought it was really well done um i thought it was exciting um and uh i had a great time watching that particular contest um just a general, did you guys like the implementation of that? Did you think they did a good job with that particular new thing, uh, Chad? Yeah, I thought it was um, it was fun. It was different. It was interesting. Um, 
I kind of liked how the court with the, you know, obviously they had that LED court. I thought it was fun during the, the three point competitions because it's lighting up, counting down. Um, no, I enjoyed just the, the difference of having the WNBA and NBA on the court at the same time. I think it made it fun. Nice. Nate, what'd you think of that? Um, I, it's, I think it was a nice twist um, for the weekend to have uh, an actual one-on-one competition, uh, Steph versus Sabrina. Um, but I mean, it it doesn't have to necessarily be them. But just just highlighting a couple of big names to go at each other um, in in mm-hmm. some sort of competition, uh, whether it's three points or if they had a separate dunking competition um, outside of the dunk contest or or whatever, the ball handling competition, maybe at some point in the future if they get de- desperate. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think just just adding that in for the weekend uh, is a is a nice twist um, and something they should probably do going forward. How did you like it, Stephen? Uh, I thought it was super interesting. I think that was maybe the part of the weekend I was most interested in. And then I thought it was great. So short and sweet. I liked it a lot. Um, the, so we got to talk about the Kenny, the Kenny comments. You know, Uh, know, you didn't think it was great. (laughs) Was Kenny. Yeah. So (laughs) Kenny, the jet who wants, uh, who wants, airball the dunk in the dunk contest uh (laughs) so he immediately after steph won immediately was saying that sabrina should have shot from the women's line she should shoot from her range if she wants to you know win or whatever uh pretty i i thought ridiculous statements to be making after she tied the winning score of the actual three point contest, like, uh, I don't know. That seems like a stupid thing to say. Um, I love you, Kenny, but that was stupid. Um, your thoughts, Nate. So, I mean, my, my counter argument is that should Steph never shoot a 30 foot three pointer again? Like, should he just be up on the line the whole time? It's, it's ridiculous to to try to tell somebody, well, sure, yeah, maybe maybe she might get a better score if she shoots a little bit closer from, from the WNBA line. But if somebody is wanting to shoot from a different point on the court behind the three-point line, which is a three-pointer, why won't you let them? Like, it, it, would you complain if Steph decided to shoot half-court shots the whole competition? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> Um, and then, and then it's ridiculous to say if she's going to shoot from the NBA line, then she should shoot with an NBA ball. Like, yeah. what? What's the point of that? If such a weird if Steph's going to be shooting from the half court line, should he be shooting with an even larger ball? What's medicine balls? Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand why. Mm. Why you would even think to have somebody uh, not challenge themselves if they want to. Yeah, I agree. What do you, Stephen, what do you think of the fact that they, uh, what do you think of Sabrina, I guess, shooting a 26, which was 
the highest score shot in the night <laughs> aside from Steph. Um, I think that is pretty awesome, actually. Uh, <laughs> I do think it's interesting. Like, I I would want to know just the data on... I think Chad talked about this, right? The size of the ball doesn't matter that much. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, but uh, in regards to what Kenny was saying, can you imagine if Sabrina wins from the shorter line? What, yeah. what people are going to say about that? Um, and that's that's the thing, right? Is that Kenny says what he says, right? But do it the other way around. She shoots, you know, she shoots a thirty-three like, oh, or whatever she was from, the, from the women's yeah. line. Oh, yeah. she shot from the women's line. <laughs> I can just hear Kenny saying. So here's um, what I think. I think that they shoot from both lines and see who scores the most and add the totals because, together. Honestly, I mean, it's Steph Curry, so it's not going to matter. But uh, I don't know. It could make a difference. Yeah. But all around, Chad? I think it was totally fine. Like, nobody cared. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that the only person who cared was Kenny and some trolls on the internet. And it's like, go get a life. And please. also, I just want to say, uh, Steph is like the best shooter ever, right? <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. That's super interesting that he scored that much higher than anybody in the three-point contest. Like, both of those guys matching the top scores is pretty interesting. Yeah. And only beat her by three. Yeah. Yeah. Chad, what did you think of the those comments? I mean, I, I could see Kenny planning those comments for thinking that she was gonna score nineteen or something. You know, to be like, well, she uh-huh. hasn't been pra- she doesn't practice that three as often as Steph does, right? Um right. and then but the fact that once she scored twenty six, it's kinda like that's kind of a mute mute point now. It's like she did great. That was awesome. You know, he couldn't ad lib. He was just following his script no, that he wrote. That's, that's his script he <laughs> yeah. had, you know, planned. And so um, I do think it all went kind of perfect because Steph is Steph. He creamed everyone right in the end, and then she matched the other the winner, Dame, uh, in the th- actual three point contest. So I think it's just kind of the ideal situation for the NBA and kind of the whole three point competition. We get to see Steph prove that he's the greatest shooter of all time. Um, and then also be impressed by Sabrina matching the rest of the NBA. So I thought it was a, it was an awesome result. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. And I thought and so too. Steph had to shoot what, like he had to make three, I think on the last rack. So like, it, mm. yeah, it wasn't like a done, a done deal until the end. He at least had to, had to continue through his whole round. Yeah. It wasn't like he beat her. Yeah. Handily, she put pressure anything. on him for yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was like, cool. He missed. He missed his first couple of shots, and then Sabrina made like seven in a row or something. Yeah, she. So she made her whole. Uh, did she make her whole money rack? I think that she made her whole money ball rack. Um, but yeah, I thought it was awesome. Thought it was cool to watch. Um, and I would like to see them kind of bring the same kind of thing back in future years. I. Uh, I agree with you, Nate, that the, like the one-on-one aspect of it is more, is really fun. Like they obviously have a lot of respect for each other and like each other. And so I thought that that made it more fun to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah. I liked it. It was my, maybe my favorite part of the weekend. Yeah. The competition is fun, whether if if they have respect for each other or if they're really going at, at each other, like they're, they're, 
rivals. If they were indifferent to each other, it's it's probably a different story. Yep. Let's uh let's move to this. Um All Stars were asked in the uh media availability parts of the weekend, they were asked about um what rule changes they would like to see to the league, like the NBA, to the NBA. Um what do you guys you guys have some ideas for potential rule changes that you think would make the game more interesting? Um we could do changes that you think would make the game a more entertaining game or like a realistic change to like try and create a better product. Um who do any of you have any of those ideas? I got a wild one. I think yeah, let's I hear think what we should do, you know, after looking at all these judges in the dunk competition, I think we should have three judges at every basketball game. And when someone scores, the judges rate it a point between one and four to figure out how many points you get for that shot. And you instantly take the average of it, right? And so they have to do it fast. It's fast. So if you're just doing like a layup or something, maybe they're like, yeah, it's like a one, 1.2. What would the drive look like? If it's a nice fadeaway, maybe they're giving you three points. If it's a logo, they're giving you four points on average. And we just do an average out every single shot of the game um with three really good impartial judges i like it that's funny that's fun (laughs) that's certainly a wild one i got another i got a wild one for you here's my wild one it's the uh the once per game once per game each team gets a uh gets a i swear on my life call where if the call goes a a certain way you can swear on your life that that's not how it went. Like, you know, it wasn't out on me or I didn't foul him or whatever. You swear it on your life. They reverse the call and then they review it after the game. And if you were wrong, you're suspended for the next game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the suspension. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I saw a funny tweet of somebody. Uh, I think it might've been campaign. Being like, I swear, I swear on my mama <laughs> to the ref. Oh, yeah, I saw a, that. It was campaign. Oh, man, it was funny. It was funny stuff. Um, Nate or Chad, you guys got some some rule change ideas? Well, I don't I don't really have anything crazy, but uh, one rule I would like to see is a change to the basket uh, interference rules um, and be more in the European style where defenders can take the ball off the off the rim or or mm. um people can just jam it jam it in um yeah i i think that would just get you more action at the rim and and a little more competition cuz uh right now offensive rebounding is an art uh in the nba and and i want to see a little more battling down there for the ball like get at it yeah i like that I do really so when you're watching your like highlights from uh FIBA or whatever and you see guys just like snatch the ball off the rim and like dunk it or whatever it's like jarring because it's so weird that because we don't have that but it's also I think cool I enjoy that I think it's really exciting um Steven you got any yeah so nothing crazy but uh like they had in the all-star game at some point or do they still no, they don't. Uh, like a four-point circle, right? Yeah. Um, but what about like uh, various 
various ones. Like, could you have a could you have a three point circle from the forty five angle, but inside the arc? Hmm. Or, or would like, that just not work at all? Or you start using those LED courts in the in the circle. Yes, and it the moves. Ooh, yes, that's better. A heat that's zone. Better. That so you, can't, you can't plan for. Or it shows up like you know, like heat check threes. Like it pops up. Yeah. when a guy is hot. And and if yeah. he shoots it from there, he gets an extra point. Oh, this is excellent. Or, or he starts getting hot from a certain spot. He has to shoot from the cold zones now. Oh, no points if you get make the it same from number the... of points. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they so the the moving heat zones are actually a celebrity game thing. I think they did that last year too. I, th- I think that's interesting, but also you have to be careful. Like if you gamify it too much, it's it's a problem. Yeah. Uh this just made me think of another all-star game thing. So uh back in high school they would have a mom's I can't remember what they called it now. I think it was called Battle of the Moms. Uh and it was like the <laughs> varsity uh moms varsity boys moms versus varsity girls moms, I think was what it was. And they played like a basketball game, but it was like a goofy um I think they had maybe four point shots, but they also had like it was a donation thing, but you could like pay to put somebody in jail basically. Right. So like some dude would run on the court <laughs> and take a player off and put them in the like lock zone until somebody paid to get them out. So then they're just playing five <laughs> on four. Right. Uh, so like something like that, where you can like change the personnel on the court would maybe be interesting. Like a, a penalty box. Yeah. So obviously you wouldn't have like donations. <laughs> I, I don't think that would work with that. Like people are, people are paying. Crowd. Yeah. But, but like some, <laughs> in the crowd. some way of maybe audience participation where it like, where it like puts a person out for a little bit or something funny happens would be pretty interesting. Maybe. I mean, at least as interesting as 200 to 184 or whatever the score was. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying if they decide to add a, a four point line, um, they just have to diff- have a different size of ball sitting there for them to shoot with <laughs> <laughs> a medicine ball. It's just sitting on a pedestal. <laughs> oh, man. Here's one that I'm reading right now. If both teams agree on it, they can give technicals to the ref. <laughs> After such a technical, each team gets one free taunt that they can use during the game against the ref. <laughs> If there's two technicals called, the refs have to be replaced with a new crew. <laughs> no way. It'd be too easy. Just, they just would be replacing crew crews all the time. <laughs> Guys uh, would just be like, oh, yeah, I agree. That is, it is interesting. Like, there's there's so much, um, when you look up, like, rule change ideas, it's all, it's like 50% of it is like, oh, do something about the refs. And, like, I get it. And I think that they've tried really hard and they've gotten to, I think, a, a okay point. Um, but yeah. Well, that was that was one of the questions uh, players were asked uh, during the press conferences is, has the refing gotten worse? And a cat was like, uh, they're just they're just new. They aren't used to it or, or anything. And then I think it, I think it was Malik Beasley. Um, or Tyrese Maxey, who said, I, I am not touching that. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. Oh man. What, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that there's any super great, uh, rule change ideas. 
um, that aren't like too out there. I think what Nate said about the yeah, I vote the for rim is a good one. Um, I think a lot of the the FIBA rules are actually kind of cool and make things interesting. Like the no defensive three in the key, right? That's a FIBA thing. Yeah, bring back the zone. Bring back would, zones, would, baby. So would widening the court um, to push out that corner three um, limit the corner three as much or actually cause it to, to be shot more often because now it's harder to defend that wide? What okay. if you just remove it? Yeah, you could remove it. No, the, so don't say remove it because that's the Colin Coward thing and he's so stupid. I just, um, think, I just think make make the court four <laughs> feet wider, right? So that the three-point line goes away? like normal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're saying, Stephen, keep the court the same size, but then just have the, the three-point line hit out of bounds where it normally ends would. at the where, elbow or whatever. The elbow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. get that no, would, that I hate would get that rid one. of the, that. That idea is that would bad. Get rid of the corner shot instantly, for sure. Yeah, it would just be gone. Yes. There would be no shooting there. No, the no. lanes would be so clogged if you did if that. You it'd be terrible. Court, um, how many more miles does Steph Curry run in a game? <laughs> if you widen the court, every single team owner will be pissed about having to pay for that <laughs> change to their <laughs> arena. Mm-hmm. Um. The so I think the widening is an interesting idea. So in, you're just making the three point distance the same all the way around the arc, um, and I th- I think that that does, I think that is interesting because you still have to guard guys in the corner. I think the issue that people talk about right now is they say that you there's so much stretch that you can't protect the paint. Um, yeah. So but so what I don't if, think that's really the case. What if you remove the defensive three? Does that solve it? Because you can leave a guy in the I'd, paint. Yeah, I think that helps. Um, That'll be interesting. Yeah, or every, everybody can just get a Victor Wembanyama. Just get you, yourself I, one of those. <laughs> get yourself one of them French uh, Gumbies. Um, what else about the All Star Game? We were gonna do another whole segment of stuff, but I think that we'll just skip that and save it for another time. We're, we're gonna talk about. Uh, at some point in the near future, we'll talk about who we think are the best players at each position currently in the NBA. Um, I don't think we have time to do that right now because we're pushing our time already. So let's talk instead. Uh, let's let's go back to the All-Star game a little more. So Dame Lillard wins the um, wins the three-point contest. His He repeats. Defends his title, and he also uh, wins All Star MVP in the same weekend. First player to do that since Michael Jordan to win an event and then also be All Star MVP. Uh, how impressed are we with that? Are we impressed by that? Let's start with Nate, who won't be as impressed, and then we'll move to Chad, who will be more <laughs> impressed. No. We- any anybody who even puts in any sort of effort during the All Star Game has a chance of winning the MVP. So no, not <laughs> impressed. There you go, Chad. What do you think? I think it's um, I think it's just another thing that we're seeing with with Lillard going to a bigger market team, a team that is uh, more common on TV than the Blazers. Um, he's just getting more and more attention. Again, even just him becoming a starter, right? When he has had better seasons in the past and been passed over. 
So I think this is all just kind of a he's he's now a bigger name because he's at a team that actually is competing for a championship. So I think it's kind of this kind of overall arc of his career is now at a different level now that he is off the Blazers. Sure. Steven, does all-star accolades matter for, uh, you know, a player's greatness resume, I guess. And if it does, does it matter that Dame has done this? Um, and he's the only other player besides Jordan who's done it. And does it matter that he once competed in every single all-star event in the same weekend? Oh, that's interesting. He competed in the dunk contest. Yes. Dame did the dunk contest, the rising stars, the skills challenge, the three point contest. Uh, is that all of them? I think so. What did he do yeah, that's... in 2014? Did he shoot against Sabrina? No, he didn't do that, but it didn't exist then. So he did the rising stars challenge, uh, and then the dunk contest and then the skills challenge, then the three point contest. And then he was in the all-star game. Oh, that's so interesting. he did literally all of it in the same. <laughs> that's kind of cool. I like season. That. Uh, yeah, I don't think that all-star appearances matter as much as, uh, all NBA designations. Uh, I, like if I was a voting member, I might consider it if in mass, like, I mean like, okay, LeBron doesn't need this, but he's been to 20 all-star games or whatever. Right. Like that's more interesting to me than just like, Oh, you made an all-star game and you won the MVP is like only kind of interesting now. And most of that is because of what we talked about. Like the game is there's, there's not enough effort like to make it, mean more right i'm more interested in him making the winning the three-point contest again uh but i don't know if that i don't know i wouldn't put very much value on that in evaluating like how great you are like mac mcclung has two dunk contest (laughs) championships so like is that going to help him get into the hall of fame (laughs) i don't think it will (laughs) I suspect he's going to have trouble getting on the ballot. But I do think that that something like the three-point contest is more towards like, yeah, this guy's a great elite shooter as opposed to like, I don't know. The the All-Star game just seems like such a joke to me that winning the MVP doesn't seem like that big a deal anymore. Yeah. I agree. I thought it was interesting. I think it's it is cool that Dame seems to um like he he participates. Yeah, it's cool that <laughs> I he's think it's trying. Cool that he tries. Yeah, yeah, I like it when yeah. people try. Uh yeah. but I don't I wish more people tried. And if more people tried, then the funny thing is I would probably give more credit to him. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. I think people try in the three-point contest. They do. I think they try in the three-point contest. I think they try in the dunk contest, but the skills challenge and the uh, actual game itself, kind of a joke. I think the Pacers semi-tried in the in the skills contest. <laughs> sure, sure. Scotty Barnes didn't try. <laughs> um, Ant didn't try. But yeah, the Pacers, I think, I think the Pacers were like, we have to win this because we're the host city. The host city has yeah, won the yeah. past three years now, so... Um, Let's uh, let's go ahead and, and move on. Let's do our picks, I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah. Any any closing thoughts about the All Star Weekend at all? Um, it's Get just, rid of it. Oh boy. <laughs> Get rid of it. <laughs> Why was there no real basketball this week? <laughs> I'm mad. I am mad. Um. I think it takes too long to get through the all-star break, but I guess so like, I guess they need a break, but like what other sport has that? Maybe yeah. I'm just missing one of the sports, but no, I, they, take I agree with you. Off. I think that, I think that they, they being basketball players might be the most, um, I don't want to say like entitled or wimpy, but things like that. Another word that's like that, but less mean, I guess, is what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, I, I think that I wouldn't go so far as to just like hammer these guys because they obviously playing basketball three nights a week at that level is very difficult yeah, yeah. and challenging. So I want to give the respect to that. But yeah, I think there's there's a lot of uh, like, I can't remember who said it, maybe Luca or edwards basically was like this is our break why would i why would i try in this game it's it's my break it's my week off uh i think that was edwards yeah also edwards who i picked for mvp by the way (laughs) also apparently he didn't get that memo it's interesting to me that it's not at like the halfway points like i i understand you want to like pick all-stars based on as much data as you want as you can have but then when you give mm-hmm. a big break, it's weird that it's like in the latter, like you're just starting the like home stretch, I guess. Sure. But I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, all that aside, it's weird. I do think that there's hope for All-Star Weekend, regardless of what Nate says. Because I think like the <laughs> like I was interested this year in in some of the sideways stuff. So the All-Star game by itself is a whole different problem. But the other surrounding events like we said, especially the Steph and Sabrina competition was a lot more interesting to me this year than it has been in the past. I agree. Well, let's, uh, let's do a little review of how we did in our pickings. So interesting week for our picks. Uh, Steven has finally been caught. It's Cause there wasn't any Nate. real basketball. <laughs> Nate has tied Steven with 55 points. What, what, baby? Nate was really the last Welcome to the top, Nate. Too. Welcome to the top. Nate was way down there yeah, for Nate, a while. Nate, Nate jumped. Yeah, Nate took a leap. Uh, I, finally, I, I finally got am, a feel for the for the season, so. Let's figure it out, finally. It's all over. I'm one behind at 54 points, and Chad is only two behind me at 52 points. So anybody's game hey, i got both the three point the three the three point span the three point contest winner and the dunk contest winner you did yeah it was impressive um well, who picked the east to win just nate only nate and i almost i almost got the mvp nate uh nate really properly estimated the amount of effort that luka and Jokic and lebron we're going to uh, bring to the table here. Yeah. And that level of effort was none. None effort. Um, let's do some picks. Some picks. So, picks. First picks, one we've picks, got. Picks, 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 picks. <laughs> <laughs> on the 22nd. That's Thursday. We get back into basketball on oh, Thursday. Finally. 
And we got some doozies lined up. We've got Clippers at Thunder. That's a big mm. one. Top seeds going at it. Chad. Well, uh, I'm going to have to go with the Clippers because I think this is my chance to catch up if Steven goes with the Thunder, which he has to. Wow. Wow. And the Clippers are hot. Nate? Yep, taking those clips. I don't I don't see why what they how what they look like has to do with anything. Uh Nate's taking the clips. Yeah, quiet quiet does not want that uh four point shot. Do I have to no, go with the thunder? I'm just kidding, I do. But let me let me give some some reasoning. Did you see uh SGA's Instagram post? Which one? What's it, it say? says back to work. I don't need too much rest until two is the best. I'm not happy with two in the West. There you go. In case you couldn't uh, tell and... because his number is two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm taking the thunder. That's yeah. Yep. I respect your reasoning, but my reasoning is that the thunder are at home. So I'm taking the thunder. Um, Same night. Uh, the New York Knicks are taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. The Knicks. Knicks. Sixers. Uh, what do you got, Steven? We'll go the other way. The Knicks. The Sixers are done. Sixers are cooked, he says. The surging Knicks. The surging Knicks. Um, Nate? Yeah, the Knicks really are surging, and I'm taking them. The Knicks are surging. They're five and five in their last ten. <laughs> you have to look at the bigger picture to see the surge. I'm. I actually, though, I will also take the Knicks. Uh, oh, this is risky. Then I'm going to go with the 76ers. Oh boy, the three oh, and seven boy. in their last ten 76ers. Is Tobias Harris better? Wasn't he hurt? He was. It's fine. Yes, but he's had a whole week All to right. recover. Same night. Got the Suns. They're taking on the Mavs in Dallas. What do you got, Nate? Uh, have the Mavs all fixed their noses yet? Like three of them. <laughs> Not have, all of them. Three of them have broken noses. <laughs> I I think that one out of the three is has a fixed nose now. Um, but yeah, there's still some nose problems there. Uh, I man, this is. I don't like it, but I'm taking the Suns. Ooh, I don't like it either. Um, this has grown into a bit of a rivalry, this this Suns-Mavs uh, matchup. And uh, I will be taking the Mavericks. Steven? Yep, I agree. There's some interesting tension between those guys. And I don't really know. It feels like a pick em to me. And so I'm going to go with Luka. Chad? Uh, I'm going to go with the Suns for this game. Nice, nice. We got a nice even split. Let me share a statistic with you. Uh, Luca, Luca, in his five years, five years, uh, he has played in the All-Star game. Uh, I believe it is five times. And he has scored 35 total points. In the All-Star game. <laughs> <laughs> but he averages 35 points a night this year. So I'm taking him over the Suns because um, of his uh, 
non-performance in the all-star game doesn't the only doesn't, only plays uh, when it counts. doesn't concern me doesn't worry me i think that he'll look to embarrass booker in a different yes, game please. uh same night nets at raptors nets at raptors this one's one of those uh poopy ones that we like to throw in there and mess around with so nate nets at raptors oh i have to i'm trying to decide are the raptors actually trying to tank or or should i just go <laughs> hard to say should i just go with the nets who are who are bad but they're actually trying because they're in they're still in the uh playoff or playing contention um the nets fired their coach by the way they sure did, did. Uh, I think I'll, that's enough for me to take the nets. Okay. Steven. I think I'm taking the nets also. Chad. Oh man, this is either going to make it or break it for me this week. I'm going with the Raptors. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raptors too. I, I'm going to go with, uh, nets adjusting to a, a new coaching situation and, uh, just gonna stick. When with you have that. bad teams. I kind of go um, for the home team. You know, when they're when they're both really bad, yeah. And struggling. Yeah, that's fair. Same night. Oh, I moved it. Uh, same night. Lakers at Warriors. Another kind of a bit of a rivalry cooking up, right? Lakers at Warriors. Plus they're the both LeBron news coming out. Plus Ooh. the LeBron news. Yeah, and the, the, yeah. the latest game was a uh, was a doozy. That's right. It was a doozy. Mm. Uh, that was a doozy. They are both on a bit of a a bit of a hot streak. The Lakers are seven and three in their last ten. The Warriors are eight and two in their last Clay's ten. Clay's back. Clay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Clay off the bench. Clay off the bench plays like Clay the starter. Game so, six bench Clay. Um, game six bench Clay. The different iterations of his career are fascinating. Buddy Clay. Yeah, let's uh, let's see. Lakers at Warriors. Chad. Uh, we're going to go with the Lakers again. All right. Nate? Uh, so far, I've been picking all all the away teams. Uh, so let's switch it up. Let's go Warriors. Steven? Taking the Warriors. I Oh, man. I'm going to take the Warriors also. This really this is, is a crazy. Oh, no. Yeah, Chad oh, could no. jump into first <laughs> or be left in the dust. Uh, the the twenty third Friday night, we've got Heat at Pelicans. Ugh. The Heat at the Pelicans. Uh, let's start with Steven. You know, I'm gonna take the Heat and Jimmy Butler. Chad. Uh, you know, I think I'm actually feeling pretty good on the Pelicans. So I'm going to go with the Pelicans. Nate? I I am feeling the Pelicans on this one. Sorry, Steven. I am feeling the Pelicans. Let's go. Let's go. Same night. Friday night. Another doozy of a game. It's the Bucks at the Timberwolves. Two uh, top talent teams. The, the struggling Bucks, by the way, who are hot garbage under Doc Rivers. The unsurging Bucks. Um, under Doc Rivers. The unsurging. Doc Rivers' all-star coach. All-star coach, Doc Rivers. <laughs> uh, Nate. Coaching coaching the East to a win. Taking the Bucks. That's true. Okay. 
Uh, Chad? I'm going to have to go with the T-Wolves. The Bucks are not good away. They're really strong at home, but I'm going to have to go with the T-Wolves. The Steven? To be honest, I don't really want either of these teams to win, but I'm going to take the Timberwolves. You know, they are bad, the Bucks. I think that they're bad. I think they have real problems. I'm taking the Timberwolves. Boom. There it is. Those are the picks. Big week. That's uh, that's the pod. Yeah, huge week. Anything could happen this week. The way that we picked, oh man. Nate could take the lead. Steven could take the lead again. Could, Chad could I jump could out to a big seven. lead. Who knows? It's great. Chad could, <laughs> Chad could <laughs> fall, fall fully behind. Nate and I are going to split the trophy. You trophy right, that for right, sure there is a trophy. Oh, well, hopefully you enjoyed All-Star Weekend more than Nate did. Uh, I enjoyed <laughs> a lot of it. It's easy to do. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, hopefully you liked hearing us talk about it. Next week, hopefully we're going to get into some uh, top five players at various positions. Talk about that. Um, but if you have any questions or comments or Stuff. interesting things or tidbits or uh, your favorite part of the All-Star Game... Uh, feel free to send that into us again at our email address, emptycubiclegames at gmail.com. Tell the people goodbye, you guys. What, what, baby? Bye, peeps. Bye, send Gene. us your stuff. Nope. Nope. <laughs>